In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Few images are more comforting to us as Christians than the image of the Good Shepherd. One of the most well-known verses in sacred scripture comes from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Personally, when I hear these words, I am always taken back to my earliest memories of a funeral. Sitting in a pew as a young child, where I knew that something sad had happened, but I didn't quite know how to experience it yet. I remember there being a combination of sadness and hope. I remember hearing the 23rd Psalm read slowly, and even at, as, at that young age, they brought comfort as they still do today. Though we don't always understand the journey that we are on, we know that we have a good shepherd leading the way even through the darkest valleys. Even when we get thrown off course, either in the face of tragedy or into deep sin, our good shepherd will patiently and lovingly bring us back into the fold. As we enter more fully into the Easter season, we begin to focus on what it means to be a follower of Christ and what discipleship looks like. We are learning what it means for us to be sheep. Out of all the steps that there are to look at in discipleship, and there are many, I just want us to focus on two. First, we are to learn who Jesus is, who our Good Shepherd is. And second, we are to learn who we are, we are to learn our place as sheep, and then to examine what that relationship looks like. When we think of following Jesus, we often think of imitating his good deeds, his kindness, his meekness, and all the positive traits we think of when we think of Jesus. We should want to be like that. But we don't immediately think of being like Jesus in regards to his passion his suffering, and his crucifixion. But this is also what it means to follow Jesus. As he tells us, pick up your cross and follow me. In this morning's epistle, St. Peter tells us that the following, that following Jesus includes enduring suffering, and not merely suffering for just and worthy causes, but also enduring unjust suffering and having patience in it. As Jesus said in Matthew 5, when someone strikes you, turn the other cheek. Being a disciple of Jesus has many great privileges and rewards, but it is also an arduous journey. As Christians living on this side of Easter, we follow the conquering Lamb of Revelation, who yet wounded stands among a sheep leading them as a shepherd into springs of living water. The relationship we develop with Jesus is one of complete and utter dependence. Jesus tells us that he is not a false shepherd. He is not a rent-a-shepherd, but rather he is the good shepherd who knows his sheep and whose sheep know him. In Orange County, we don't typically have much interaction with sheep, or really any wild animals, except maybe our dogs and cats, which get a little wild at times. 
But in the ancient Near East, the shepherd was a well-known figure. So when Jesus talked about shepherds, people said, oh, I know what that is. And people knew good ones from bad ones. Jesus' hearers would have been familiar with the comparison of hired shepherds versus those who own the sheep. We had an extended conversation about this in Bible study a few weeks ago as we were going through John 10. But the, uh, a good shepherd spent his life with the sheep. He lived with them, he fed them, he protected them, he would clean them, and he would travel with them. Because this good shepherd took his livelihood from his own sheep, he would almost do anything to ensure their well-being. He was fully invested in the life of the sheep. If a family had only a few sheep or one or two, they would gather together with their neighbors and create a little place for the sheep and rent a shepherd to watch them. These rent-a-shepherds were, were good, but they were not as good as the true shepherd or the good shepherd who owned the sheep. Because in the face of danger, the rent-a-shepherd flees. But this, this is not the type of shepherd that we follow. Our shepherd has searched us out, called us by name, and in the face of danger, laid down his life for us. Because Jesus is our good shepherd, what is our role as his sheep in this journey of discipleship? John's Gospel tells us that he knows his sheep and his sheep know him. This is an image of mutual intimacy leading us to ask the question, do we know Jesus? Does he know us? Have we experienced his leading in our life? We are not going to be very proficient Christians if we have no idea who our shepherd is or what he has even done for us. Thankfully, we are not left on our own to figure this out. We are not left to just wander as lost sheep. We do not experience the Christian life as solitary individuals. We are called to be part of his body, part of a flock where we are known. As modern Christians, we have almost unlimited resources available to us to learn who Jesus is and what it means to be his disciple. We have the Bible in our own language. We have 2,000 years of Christian wisdom to reflect upon. And we have the fellowship of the saints to bring us back home. In last week's gospel, we learned that Jesus breathed on his disciples, giving them the power and the authority of his spirit. When our pastors, priests, and bishops were ordained, they received that same Holy Spirit, empowering them to be shepherds of Christ's flock, continually leading, pointing, and nudging us back to Christ, who is the true shepherd and bishop of our souls. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.